Welcome to the Art and Science of Joy podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life or seeking to bring some more joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. And in the second series of the podcast, we're focusing on joy superpowers, special powers each and every one of us can cultivate in order to navigate these turbulent times in which we live. I'm Andrew Cannon, and I have the honor to be your host. In each episode, I'll be inviting our guest to share their words of wisdom on a specific joy superpower. And in this episode, I'm excited to be talking with Andy Storch, and together we're going to be exploring the joy superpower of self-direction. Andy is author, speaker, consultant, coach, and connector, as well as host of two podcasts, including the Talent Development Hot Seat and Your Own Career, Your Own Life Show. Andy is also the founder and host of the Talent Development Think Tank Conference and Community. Andy is passionate about happening, helping people fulfill their true potential, and his book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, is designed to help people stop drifting and take control of their futures. More importantly, Andy is a husband, father, and friend who is on a mission to get the most out of life and inspire others to do the same. So welcome to the show, Andy. Thank you, Andrew. I love the way that you read that bio. It just, uh, you know, it made me sound, um, you know, like I've, like I've done a few things. I'm excited to be here and talk to you. You have indeed. And we're, we're going to be happily exploring some of those things you've been doing and how they relate to joyful living. So it's wonderful to have you on the show. And I suppose the first question that comes to mind is what made you realize the importance of self-direction in your own life? So for me, I have, uh, you know, I've long been curious and interested in lots of different things and going out and meeting lots of different people. Um, but I had a moment in early 2016 when I heard an, a podcast interview actually uh, with a man named Hal Elrod, who wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. Mm -hmm. And um, the book, if, if you're not familiar, is about starting your day uh, earlier than necessary so you can be really intentional with your day and, and have a morning routine doing things like meditation, using affirmations, uh, reading, writing, exercise, visualization, uh, that sort of stuff. And up until that point, I had never been in, uh, into any type of personal development, never been exposed to any type of personal development. And I realized for some reason that I needed that book and I needed that routine and I needed to make some changes um, because up until that point, I'd also, I was 36 years old and I felt like, you know, my life was good at that mm -hmm. point. I had, uh, you know, a consulting job with a six figure salary, um, a, a wife with one kid and a second on the way. And so life looked pretty good, but I felt not empty, but like something was missing in my life. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that interview, it was like, oh, I need to get this and I need to make a change. And I read that book and I started practicing the miracle morning, um, you know, creating a morning routine that I practiced uh, almost every day since then. It's been over six years. Uh, I've meditated almost every single day in the last six years. Uh, I've been a lot more intentional with reading and um, mm. setting goals. And it got me back into uh, the idea of entrepreneurship, which I explored early in my career and realized that was where I really wanted to go, doing a lot more self reflection, hiring coaches, joining communities, listening to more podcasts like this one, and started making a lot of changes. And I can tell you, I am so incredibly happy with my life. There's still plenty of challenges all mm. the time. Um, but what I realized and I learned through that is number one, being self-directed or being intentional 
with your life brings a lot of joy and fulfillment, uh, whether things work out or not, at least you feel like you gave it a shot and you have more yep. control and you're being intentional. Uh, and number two, at least for me, I have a strong need for growth in my life. Uh, and I realized that before that I wasn't doing a lot of growing. I had a pretty good life, but mm. you know, things were a little bit empty because I didn't have that regular growth. And so now I have that consistent growth. I'm always learning things every day, listening to podcasts, reading books, talking to people like you and um, building my network. And I find that I'm growing every day and I'm a lot more fulfilled as a result. That's amazing. So, I mean, obviously that book played a fantastic turning point in your life to, to give you more self-direction in a way and to give you more purpose, perhaps. And Definitely. To sort of to... I think stop you drifting as i think you say in some of your your writings this this thing about drifting against sort of being intentional oh absolutely I, it, it woke me up and i think i was drifting in some ways uh, and this concept of drift comes from a book by napoleon hill uh, who wrote think and grow rich that's one of the most famous personal development yep. books of all time but he also wrote another book called outwitting the devil that uh he never published while he was alive because his wife thought it was too controversial and made him promise never to publish it. Mm. Uh, but it got published some 60 plus years later. And it's a fantastic, you know, fictional conversation with him and the devil, where the devil talks about how he takes over people's minds. And it's all about people drifting, really doing whatever they think society says they should be doing and spending a lot of time watching TV or sports and smoking and drinking. And, and I've done plenty of those things. And I've been drifting at different times in my life. And this was a wake up call for me to become a lot more intentional with how I'm living my life, how I'm spending my time, who I'm spending my time with. Uh, and so I became a lot more cognizant, a lot more intentional with those things. And you mentioned the word purpose in there. I don't think everybody knows or needs to know what their purpose is, but mm -hmm. I spent time reflecting on what is my purpose? What really drives me? And I know my purpose and I recite it every day and that drives me more. Uh, and I think creates more fulfillment too, when you have a purpose or at least a why behind the goals and the things you're doing. Uh, then you get a lot more excited about doing those things, right? Everybody's had that experience where the boss at work says, hey, you need to go work on this project. And you're like, why does he want this? And he, and he or she doesn't tell you anything. And it's miserable, right? Mm -hmm. but when you have a good reason behind it, you know why you're doing it. Uh, you become a lot more excited about it, a lot more passionate about it. And so I find that drives a lot of joy and fulfillment as well. Yeah, I can, I can really see that. And it's you know, it inspires you in a way to, to have that purpose, to get out, to have that drive and to get the most out of your life. I suppose uh, one of my favorite songs by Josh Groban, um, you know, never take a single breath for granted, mm. um, drives me as a mantra, um, just to make sure that intentionally every day I can look back and, and say, yeah, did I make a good day of today? And obviously yeah. don't always succeed and that's okay too. But no, but it's, it's also, sorry to interrupt. It, it's also a great reminder of gratitude, which I'm really big on as well, right? That like, mm -hmm. no matter how bad your day is, or maybe I didn't get anything done today, at least you always have things you can be grateful for. At least I'm here, you know, at least I can do stuff. I still have friends or family or a roof over my head or food on the table, whatever it is, there are plenty of things to be grateful for. And that's a great way to turn things around as well. Oh, it certainly is. And that reminds me, the first podcast episode we did was, was on gratitude with Chris mm -hmm. Shembra um and he has so many great thoughts to share on that so wonderful you mentioned that word as well it's a great superpower for sure but let's talk a little bit about self-direction and and it's obviously a term that's used very broadly 
today, you know, we could talk about self-direction in terms about the rights of the disabled. We could use it in education when talking about methods where students take responsibility for their own learning. Or we could use it in psychology to describe a trait um, of those who recognize that attitudes and behaviors and problems reflect their own choices. But how do you define self-direction? So the way I think about it is that um, we all have things that we want to accomplish, things we want to do. But for a lot of people, those are dreams, they're, they're wishes, but they don't really have a plan. They're not really taking action towards those. Just like a hope that someday things will happen. And being intentional means that you're being really cognizant of how you're spending your time, that you, for me, writing down goals uh, in every area of your life, not just work or business goals, but uh, relationships, health, spirituality, family, uh, all that sort of stuff that you're thinking about, okay, what am I happy with? What am I not happy with right now? What do I want to improve? What do I want to accomplish in the next 30, 60, 90 days, year, two years, whatever it may be. Um, and then thinking about how you are prioritizing your actions and how you're spending mm -hmm. your time, because everybody has the same amount of time, right? And when you're working on one thing or doing one thing, you're not doing the other things. So I like to think everything in life has trade-offs, mm -hmm. right? I'm doing, we're doing this podcast interview together right now, which means we're not spending time with family. We're not working on our businesses. We're not at the gym, right? We're doing this, but we could be doing other things. You know, we, I could have declined this and done something else. So how are you spending your time? And is that uh, helping you make progress towards your goals? Is that contributing mm. uh, to your life in a positive way? Or is it contributing in a negative way? Or is it just kind of a neutral thing? Like we all have those times when we're like, I'm tired. I just want to sit down and watch some Netflix or watch some sports, right? And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But when that's, that's hours a day, then you're kind of drifting through life. You're not being intentional. You're not really um, being self-directed. And the other thing is a lot of people are operating in reaction mode, right? They're mm. waiting, especially at work, waiting for their boss to tell them what to do, their parents, their siblings, their friends, um, instead of being intentional and saying, you know what, I want to get a promotion or I want to change careers or I want to um, you know, get this certification. So I'm going to go find out how to do it. I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to start taking action every week, I'm gonna spend three hours a week studying for this thing so that I can go accomplish this goal. And I'm not gonna wait for anybody else to give me permission, I'm just going to do it. Um, and for me, when you talk about being you know, self-directed and you talk about being intentional, um, mm -hmm. that's what I think about. And I think it also requires an ownership mindset, which means you avoid being a victim. Life doesn't happen to you, life happens for you. So everything is an opportunity and we all have different situations. Some people have disabilities or, or tough relationships or bad managers, um, poor financial situations. Uh, I know everybody's in a different situation, so I, I never judge anybody and how they're spending their time or mm -hmm. the progress they're making. Um, but we all have an opportunity to take control of our minds, how we react to things, how we show up and of the actions we take on a regular basis and be really intentional with the, the actions we're taking and the progress we're making towards our goals. Excellent. Yeah, I think that there's that. You know, you use the word intentional a lot there, and and that really is what the crux of this is about. It's about being intentional about taking the initiative and therefore having your self-direction as opposed to what you said about somebody else taking control and, and you maybe just being the victim in your own life. And, you know, some people, unfortunately, in that situation, and obviously, you know, there are ways to help people get out of that or to indeed to prevent them from getting into that situation in the first place which sort of brings me to the question of nature versus nurture 
And, you know, as part of our podcast, we always like to dig into the science behind our, our joy superpowers. Mm. So when we looked into the science behind self-direction, we found a study by um, Petra Sukanova and colleagues in 2010, which talked about genetic variability within a certain gene, something called S100B, to be precise, which influences the personality trait of self-directedness. And so I'm wondering what you think about the ratio between environmental factors and, and genes when we talk about the trait of being intentional, the trait of being self-directed. Well, I think there's another factor there too, which is uh, our upbringing and influence from others, from our parents, from our family, our friends. And uh, I think there's a combination of, of all those things. I mean, there's no doubt that we all have different personalities and some people just seem to be much more motivated than others, right? I mean, mm. I, I can, and it's not just about, oh, did you get lucky with the parents you got? Because there's other factors there too. I mean, I have a younger brother and he and I could not be more different in- right our motivation and how we live our lives. You know, I'm like a go, go, go. Like I want to get the most out of life and accomplish everything possible. He's like, I just want to chill and relax and have fun. Mm. And there's no wrong way to live life. Right. right. Um, I just want to help people understand that if there are things you want to accomplish, it's up to you to take control of that. And maybe you're not naturally disposed. Some people have, I think that natural disposition and other people, maybe not so much. So maybe mm. they, um, they have to learn it. They get to you know, spend more time trying to learn how to do those things. For instance, I'm not very organized. I'm not very detail-oriented right. naturally, right? Therefore, I get to uh, learn how to be more detail-oriented, how to organize my schedule to make sure that I get things done because I have big goals and a goal without a plan is really just a wish. So I have to make a plan and start mm. taking action on a regular basis. Um, but I think we all come with innate strengths and weaknesses and we get to find ways to utilize those things for to our benefit, right? And mm -hmm. sometimes that means choosing the right career or a life that um, takes advantage of your strengths and maybe you can try to limit those weaknesses. Um, but if you're someone that is not so um, motivated to be self-directed, like you said, um, it kind of begs the question that you ask like, okay, do I want to be more of that? Do I want to be accomplishing mm. more and making more progress? And if so, what changes do I need to make? Or am I happy living my life the way I, I am now, right? Because you don't have to live your life for other people or any particular way. You get to live your life for you. Yeah. And, you know, as I had to learn, like with my brother, because, you know, being a loving brother, I wanted him to accomplish more. Um, but everybody gets to live their life the way they want. And if he wants to, you know, hang out and relax and go to concerts. And while I'm working and building things, who's to say what's the right or wrong way to live life? I, I am a firm believer that, first of all, success, the definition of success is highly personal. But for me, I think success really is just about being happy. I know you talk a lot about mm -hmm. joy. And so if you're happy with your life, you're successful, like you're, you're winning, right? Um, but if you're not, then what can you change? Can you change, you know, your job? Can you change your situation, relationships, health, fitness, all that sort of stuff? What changes do you need to make? Um, and I don't remember the exact phrase. I'll, I'll kind of butcher it, but it's, it's not happy people who get what they want. It's um, people who love what they get that are happy, right? So if you change your mindset and just say, well, I appreciate what I have. I like what I have. You can be happy. You can be successful, yeah. but it's really up to you. It's all about mindset. 
It is, it is. And it reminds me again of some research that we dug into um, by Daniel Garcia in 2012, which sort of found the same thing we did in our own research that we did last year, that there is a strong connection or correlation between self-directedness, persistence, and overall happiness or joy. So, so those people who are feeling they're self-directed um, do tend to be more joyful or living in a state of joy than those who are drifting. So although it is a choice, there is definitely on average a benefit to making self-directedness one of your um, targets in life. But as you say, you know, that depends where you are on the scale. If you're already naturally self-directed, you might have to work so hard at it if it doesn't come naturally to you then you need to think about it. Am I happy with my life? If yes, great. If not, then maybe training your self-directedness could help you um, live more joyfully. And I, and I think, you know, I'd like you to talk a little bit about how you think, you know, in one's personal life, what are the key paths to becoming more intentional, to becoming more self-directed? What can people mm. do? Well, I think... First and foremost is your mindset and your percept, which is nothing more than your, your perception and your outlook on life. Mm -hmm. So how do you perceive the things that are happening around you? Um, are you, uh, do you, are you taking ownership and do you believe that life happens for you or are you more of a victim and things are happening to you? Um, do you see things, everything in life as, ah, everything's out, to, everybody's out to get me. The world's out to get me and, you know, things are stacked against me. I see this all the time on social media, especially when it comes mm -hmm. to politics, or um, do you believe that everything in life is happening for you, that everything is an opportunity, uh, life is a blessing, life is a gift, are you grateful for every moment and you have an opportunity uh, to show up in the world? Um, the second thing with that is that you're focusing most of your energy on things that you can control, mm -hmm. which is, by the way, very few things in life that are actually within your control. You can't control politics, you can't control the world economy, you can't control um, you know, what world leaders do. You can't control uh, your job, your boss, your company. Um, you can't control your spouse or your kids. You <laughs> know, and the kids, I was going to the, the kids around you. <laughs> right, we try to. I have two kids. I try to control them, but I can't. Um, <laughs> but you can control how you show up in the world and how you yeah. react to certain situations and, um, you know, how you interact with other people. And that's where I always advise people spend a lot of their energy focusing on those things. Mm. And then the second thing after your mindset, and you talk about in your personal life, I would say is uh, your friends, the people you surround yourself, the people mm. around you, what's their, what is their mindset? What's their attitude? Are they ambitious? Are they out, you know, trying to achieve big things and, and supporting you and encouraging you and bringing you along? Or are they negative and cynical and this will never work and the world is terrible and mm. um, you know, we're, we're all, you know, we're all screwed you know, that kind of thing. And sometimes we are lucky or unlucky in the family that we have around us and how they, uh, what their mindset is like, but we do get to choose a lot of time uh, who we spend our time with. And no. uh, Jim Rohn famously said that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Tony Robbins says that we rise to the level of the peers that we spend our most time, mm. our time with. And so you got to think about the friends in your circle and are they self-directed? Are they taking action regularly towards living the life that they want? and spending their time, um, you know, creating joy in their lives and also being kind and generous and creating joy for others? Or are they complaining most of the time about the things that are going on in their life? And how much of that is 
um, you know, are you catching and are you mm. acting that way as well? Because I had those negative friends in high school and I became that cynical person and yep. then I broke yep. away from them. And now I only surround myself with really happy, ambitious, supportive people. Right. And my life is so much better as a result. That is so amazing. So two really concrete things I think you can do there. One in terms of the mindset, this work on trying to define your own box of what you can control and what is not in your control. I think that's an important um, activity for people to spend maybe some, some time thinking about and realizing, as you said, there are actually very few things um, that are fully in their control and therefore having an acceptance that things outside of that box can happen and they're not your responsibility. You don't have to take responsibility or worry about those things, but just focus on what you can impact. And the second one is to maybe do a friend's audit and to just double check now and again that your close friends, um, are they supporting you and in, in your goals, in your direction that you want to take in your life and maybe at some point leaving some friends behind if they're not moving in the same direction you want to move sure yeah absolutely so let's talk a little bit about self-direction and careers because i know that's obviously an area that you've looked a lot at and when we looked at the the work done by the researchers strauss and parker in 2014 um, they found that organizations should encourage autonomy in the workplace as it enhances employees' well-being, but also productivity and their personal growth and contributes to organizational effectiveness. Obviously, you know, at the same time, we, there's a lot of research showing that the current pandemic has lowered people's motivation at work. It's made it more difficult. Um, I think one poll even showed that 42% of the under 50s in the US have difficulties finding motivation at work since the beginning of the pandemic. So why do you think then that this self-direction or being intentional is one of the most important aspects of maintaining a work motivation? Well, it's interesting you mentioned the study about you know people wanting more autonomy, they want more mm. flexibility, there was already starting to be a movement towards this, you know, in 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, leading up to 2020. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the COVID pandemic hit and everybody was sent home essentially in, in white collar office jobs. Mm. And everybody got that autonomy and flexibility. And a lot of people loved it. Some people didn't, uh, but it was kind of like all of a sudden, yeah, we've been slowly trending this way. And now everybody, we're all going this way. And it was very interesting because a lot of companies were afraid that, you know, the traditional companies that said, we'll never let our people work from home. They were afraid they wouldn't be productive. And they were surprised to find out that people were more productive than ever. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of times people were, were more engaged than ever. Uh, but the downside, the flip side of that was people are, were working more than ever. And a lot of people were facing burnout and um, just all kinds of challenges, mental health challenges, mm -hmm. um, as well as because everyone else around you is working more often. That means you're getting more requests. That means more things are coming your way. Uh, and there's more to react to. And you spend even more time in reaction mode versus being intentional or that self-direction mode uh, that you mentioned. And then you get caught up with, well, the job is always going on. I'll just keep doing this job. And rarely do people take that time for reflection to say, you know, to ask the question, well, where do I want to go in my career? What do I want to do? What's the next move for me? Who do I need to talk to? Uh, and then taking time for 
reading, for learning, for personal development, and maybe having that conversation with your manager uh, to say, hey, this is great right now, but I want to make some changes. I want to do something different uh, down the line. You know, will you support me? And a lot of people are not having those conversations. They're getting frustrated. They're burning out uh, and you know, needing to change careers or take a bunch of time off. And it's, it's causing some problems, right? Whereas right. when you're being intentional, we talked earlier being self-directed. Um, one of the things we talked about is often reflecting on who you are, what you like and what you don't like uh, about your life and your career and how you're spending your time. And is that the best way for you to be spending your time? Are you working too much? Are you not working enough? Are you getting other things done? Do you, do you have an enjoyable personal life? Are you spending time with your family? Are you seeing friends? Um, and, you know, partaking in hobbies or health and fitness, spirituality, all that sort of stuff. You yeah. got to check in and say, like, am I doing the things that bring me joy or am I just working all the time because I feel like I have to when at, at the end of the day, do you, I mean, you don't really need to, right? We all get to choose how we spend our time and uh, we are choosing to do the work that we're doing. So I think it's, it's beneficial for us to think about if it's not bringing us joy, how can we make it bring us joy and, and bring happiness? And if we can't, then maybe we need to be thinking about doing something differently, right? But it's really about being intentional with mm. your career and what you're doing. And right now, as you and I record this, you know, going into the fall of 2021, there has never been a better opportunity to get self-directed and be intentional with your career to really figure out what you want to do and then go find a way to do that mm. because- you know, they say in the real estate world, you know, right now it's a seller's market, at least here in the United States, the real estate market is hot. If yeah. you want to sell, it's like you have the power, right? Buyers have to kind of do whatever the sellers, the parts of seller's market in the employment world, in our economy right now, it is an employee's market. Right. You can lay out your demands and figure out what you want to do. And companies will find a way to make it happen. If you have a skill that's in demand, um, because we are in the middle of what some are calling the great resignation or mm. um, the, uh, the um, oh, I forgot the name of it. Um, but anyway, a lot of people are leaving and moving around and have power and flexibility. So don't, don't go in making demands, but think about what you really want in your job. And are there some tweaks or do you want to go do something different and start exploring that because it's your career. And um, as I said in my book, nobody cares more about your career than you do. Maybe you're, you know, you're lucky you have a, a loving mother who, who loves you, or you have, maybe you have a great manager who actually cares about you, uh, but nobody really cares more about your career than you do. So you have to be the one to write down those goals, set a vision, figure out where you want to go, and then start taking action towards that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I always had the, the, the firm belief that none of my former bosses are going to be there at my funeral. Uh, I think they're not, they're not going to yeah. care at that point. So why should I care to that degree with my with my work if it's that's, not? That's cold, Andrew. That's cold. Sorry about that. Sorry about. I don't. That. I don't know if any of my former bosses will be at my funeral either. <laughs> but it does read that, and I think it's what you're saying. This pandemic has, in some way, opened a lot of people's eyes to question: Do they want to go back to that job? Do they want mm -hmm. to continue go back to that office? And I've, yep. You know, I think now in the UK, for example, where a lot of offices are opening up, there's a lot of talk on social media, on LinkedIn about people go, oh boy, man, that commute is a real pain. Why did yeah. I spend four hours a day, five days a week right, right on trains and buses yeah. and the underground? I don't want to do that get anymore. Get into this box that I didn't yeah. want to be in in the first place. Right. 
right? So a lot of people are questioning that value and the value they attach to, to that fear, I suppose, of losing that paycheck tomorrow yeah. in terms of, no, let's re-educate, let's find some new, something new I'm really passionate about, something I want to do in my life, even if it means yeah. a little bit less money or a little bit more risk in the short term. Right. And some people miss it too, right? Some people miss being in the office and miss the commute. Right. That's up to you personally. So you get to decide what do you want and then design your career and life that, that suits you. Yeah, I think it really is. I mean, and you mentioned your book. So I think that's a great segue into us to talk a little about, about your book. And I think it's your own career, own your career, own your life, stop drifting and take control of your future. And it came out last year. So what inspired you to write the book? If you had to name one thing or two things that inspired you to put pen to paper, or in this case, probably fingers to keyboard. Yeah, well, I, I've been working in corporate consulting for a decade now. Um, I had uh, a really great job working for a Swedish consulting company, by the way, okay. and uh, traveled all over the world working uh, with managers and leaders and executives. And I saw what made leaders and companies successful. Uh, and I also saw a lot of people really drifting through their careers, operating in reaction mode. Mm. Um, you know, not really that happy. It didn't seem like they were being intentional with their life. And I wanted to help them. I wanted to create something that was a, a roadmap for them. And then there was also this moment where I kind of realized after I followed my dreams to become an entrepreneur and run my own business, because that's after doing lots of self-reflection, I realized that that's what I truly wanted. It's not for everybody, but it is what I wanted. Um, that I was hearing a lot of podcasts and a lot of people in that space uh, with this message saying, uh, you know, if you don't like your job, you need to quit the nine to five and start your own business. Mm -hmm. And that is something that worked really well for me. But I talked to a lot of clients and people in the corporate space who are like, it's amazing that you can do that. I have no interest in ever being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Right. And so there's a lot of people that don't want to follow that path, but they do want to be fulfilled and happy in their career. They want to feel like they're making a difference, that they're contributing, mm -hmm. that they're appreciated and they're making progress and they're growing. And so I wanted to create a roadmap, a guidebook for them, uh, not only to uh, be more intentional and take ownership of their careers, but also to be more prepared for the future because the, the, you know, the working world is changing all the time. The pace of change is getting faster all the time. Jobs are changing. And then of course we see major disruptions happening like the pandemic and other things. Uh, and I want to help people become better prepared for the future. So I have a whole section on how to prepare for the future of work and future mm -hmm. job changes. Uh, and um, so I really wanted to provide that for people. And, and the feedback has been tremendous and phenomenal. And I've now created an online course and a training program that I'm running in companies and doing a lot more speaking uh, wow. and training because I want to make an impact and help more people truly take ownership of their careers. And that is a great purpose to have for sure, Andy. And I'm thinking when I'm thinking about this, you know, there's a myriad of books on this topic. Mm. And I'm sure you've read most of them as you sort of prepared for your own book. Yeah. What sort of special lens or approach did you take to your book to sort of make it stand out in this space to feel that, yes, this is adding to the conversation? Yeah. Why my book over others? Um, first well, of all, yeah. What does it add to the, to the, to the pie? Yeah. First of all, I don't think it's better than other books out there. I think you, you, if you're really interested in a topic, you should always go read two or three books. If you can, I read sure. tons. Um, but I have a unique lens in that I've gone through the corporate world. I've been in consulting. I've become an entrepreneur. I've had a lot of great connections. I've learned a lot along the way. I take a very humble approach in that I share all the lessons I've learned mm. stories uh, all the resources I've learned from. Um, I, sometimes I, 
I think it's, it's funny. I read these books and these people that, you know, give advice and try to kind of sort of pretend that they made everything up on their own. Like they didn't learn it from other people. <laughs> I share all the resources I've learned nice. from in this book. So if you want more on a topic, you can go find that book or that podcast. Um, and everybody has their unique view, unique, their perspective. You know, I have read tons of books and there are some that are wildly popular and they don't resonate with me at all. Yeah. Uh, but then I hear other people or read their book and I'm like, this is it. This is the one for me. This is the right. voice for me. And so I provide that unique book. And then the other thing is there's a lot of career books out there that get into kind of the technical stuff of finding jobs and, and setting up your career from a, a recruiter or career coaching point of view. My book, I like to say, is more of a personal development book disguised as a career development right. book, uh, because it really is more about you as a person and how to live your best life. And included in that is to create a career that you love and that you want. And so I think that re has resonated with a lot of people so far. We have over uh, 200 five-star reviews on Amazon, which is just insane. Um, but uh, I, I created it for people for those reasons. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we've talked today on this topic, I think I certainly get to understand when you say that this is about, you know, managing your, your life in a way more than just your career and seeing a career as an integral part of your life and not something opposed to it. So, you know, this term or misnomer, as I call it, work-life balance is sort of not really what we should be talking about, but more about that, yeah, your work, your career is a part of your life. It's an integral part of the life that you can manage, you can take the initiative for and be intentional on that as you are intentional about other parts of your life as well. And you mentioned some recommendations and it's fantastic that you include them in your book. Are there you know, two or three that you could sort of recommend now to people who could be interested in exploring this topic further, either an author or a book or something, a resource that, that people could look at in addition to yours? Yeah, um, there are so many. I mean, in the career space, uh, I would say follow Lindsay Pollack, P-O-L-L-A-K. She has some great career books. Uh, my friend Lori Rudiman has a great book she came out with right after me called Betting on You. Mm. Um, there is a guy named Antonio Neves uh, who has a book. Um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on it all of a sudden. Oh, it's, it's something about uh, get off of auto autopilot. Um, he does a lot of speaking on similar subjects. Um, there's other great career books out there. Uh, I mentioned the, the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. It was yeah. a big game changer for me. I summarize it in my book, but I always recommend going out and getting his book and really creating that miracle morning routine for yourself. Um, in my book, I have a whole chapter dedicated to mindset and how to really create the, the mindset that you need for success. And a lot of that was influenced by a book called Mindset, The Psychology, New Psychology of Success by Dr. Carol Dweck. I was a Stanford professor. That book absolutely changed my life. Um, and then one other book that I always recommend uh, that also was very influential uh, to me. It's called The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. And that book is sort of my Bible. It's a 366 daily meditations based on the Stoic uh, philosophies. Um, uh, you know, um, just so many of them. Right. And that book I read almost every day. And uh, it's really influenced my life and especially my mindset and approach to life. Well, I've got to say thank you so much for giving those recommendations. I'm sure our listeners can choose from 
those some books that could certainly help them with their lives and their joyful journey so thanks for that and but but start but start with my book because all of them are, re are referenced in my book i've got a bibliography in the back so there you go. where you want to go deeper i'm sure they certainly will do that for sure and talking your book um one more question really on that that i'm sure it's full of tips and so what are your favorite tips so if you had to name like three tips from your book that people should take away what would those be um Number one, I mean, we already talked about mindset and, and everything um, is leading with curiosity in life. I think curiosity is one of the most underrated skills for leaders or any type of success mm. uh, is just leading with curiosity, whether it's at work or in relationships with a spouse uh, and um, try to remember, you know, along with that, that your expectations can often get you in trouble. So when you have expectations of things, but you haven't actually communicated them or laid them out or made plans, um, I have found I've been married for, uh, I think, 17 years. Uh, and I have found almost almost every argument my wife and I have had throughout our lives has been because one of us had expectations that they didn't communicate to the other. Uh, so instead, lead with curiosity. Uh, number two, I think kindness and rooting for others and supporting others and collaboration over competition is also underrated. Uh, it's so simple. And yet one of the reasons I've been successful with my book is because I've been so um, adamant about going out and supporting others. And I find that people are eager to support me because I spent so much time supporting others. So I believe in karma when it comes to, you know, being kind and being supportive of others. Um, and then you know, the last thing I'll say is we've talked a lot about being self-directed and being intentional uh, is that if you want to achieve big things, then I think it's really important to set very specific goals. Um, people talk about smart goals, specific, measurable, actionable, yeah. relative, and time-bound. Uh, so think about what it is you want to achieve. Actually write it down, get really specific about it. How are you going to measure your progress? When do you want to achieve it? Um, and then find somebody to do it with, find an accountability partner, hire a coach, um, and find someone that can really hold you accountable, push you and support you throughout that process. And I think you'll find that you will achieve a lot more in life when you are writing those things down and, and holding each other accountable. Yeah. What a tremendous list of um, tips. I particularly like the one collaboration over competition. We've actually got a podcast coming out, I think, in two weeks after yours on that one with an author, Patrick Alward, who's nice. written a book on the collaborative path. So we're looking forward to that one very much. Um, but yeah. kindness, definitely. Curiosity, absolutely. Um, as a researcher myself, you know, it's one of the foundations of all my life of telling anybody who comes into the research business, don't care what skills you have, the one that you need to develop is your curiosity and to ensure that you, you develop that through your life. Just remain curious and you'll totally. have wonderful gifts come towards you. But unfortunately, Andy, that's all we've got time for today. And I'd like to thank you, obviously, for coming on the show and sharing, you know, both your wisdom and your passion for self-direction, for being intentional. Um, you've so, shared so many tips. I've written a whole page of notes. Uh, so thank you so much. For that but before you go just one final question and we always ask this and this andy what brings you joy mm, so many things i have uh i'm married i have two kids and you know seeing my kids learn and grow and have fun uh there's plenty of challenges and frustration frustrations 
uh, but they bring me so much joy on a regular basis. And um, because of the line of work I'm in doing a lot of speaking and interviews like this, and also uh, sharing a lot of content on social media, every now and then I hear from people about the impact I've made on their lives or a change they made because mm -hmm. of something that I said. Uh, and that just, oh my gosh, that is why I do what I do. It just brings me so much joy to know that I am helping other people to know that I'm making a difference in the world. Uh, and so those are the two big things. Amazing. Belonging, that family connection, and then having an impact, positive impact. How, how wonderful that is. Well, thank you, Andy. Thank you for being such a wonderful guest. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. And I hope your listeners feel inspired and empowered by my chat with Andy today about using the joy superpower of self-direction and see how you can use it in your own life to add more joy, not only to your own life, but also to the lives of others. And if you want to find out more about Andy's book, visit his website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. And if you'd like to keep up to date with Andy, please follow him on social media, on LinkedIn and Twitter, just simply put Andy Storch and on Instagram, put at Andy underscore Storch and you're sure to find him. And why not hop on social media and using the hashtag at Joy Superpowers, share your own experiences with the power of self-direction and being intentional. And if you don't do this already, please follow the Art and Science of Joy on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. Come in and please join the conversation and help us spread the joy. Thanks once again for listening. And I hope you tune in next week for the next episode of the Art and Science of Joy podcast, when we will be exploring the joy superpower, and you'll like this one, Andy, of preempting trouble with children in the company of Larissa Mills. Mm, sounds like a good one. All right. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe and be joyful. <laughs>